Hey guys, uh, we're here at the podcast and uh, more podcast, and we've got a we got a Thanksgiving song we want to try, trying everybody just to kind of give you something. I mean, how many how many Thanksgiving songs do you guys know? Not too many. I don't think any. Well, our buddy Matthew West wrote a Thanksgiving song for us. That for we, us, yeah, for, just for the more podcast. Mm, and so we're gonna. I we're doubt gonna, that. Well, he did. He did. <laughs> and so we're gonna we're gonna play it here. Okay. Ready. There are so many songs about Christmas. It's already going Reindeer, good. The lights and the gifts. Seems to be about Christmas. Oh, no. It's, he's setting you up for what's really going to happen Johnny next. Saint okay. Now don't get me wrong. I should love all those You've heard of Matthew West, right? Oh, one, one of my favorites. Yeah. Gets left out. You see, no one remembers a song for November, but that's going to change starting now. Thank you. Okay. Very good. Gobble, gobble, one. <laughs> gobble, gobble, two. Gobble, gobble, me. Gobble, gobble, you. This is going to be a big hit. I can see it. Gobble, gobble, three. He must have spent a gobble, long time writing this one. Oh, yeah. Gobble, gobble, one, two, three, and four. Yeah. Can I have some more? Yeah. This is gonna be a hit. This is gonna be a hit right here. I think. Instant hit. <laughs> I know what those are. Oh. Grandpa's passed out, passing gas. Oh my gosh. Matthew West. Watch your mouth. Politics now everybody's mad, but you can't be mad when the whole world's singing. Gobble, gobble. I'm expecting every home in Harbor Lake to sing this. Oh. Okay. Do you think we can talk to Ted about Sunday? I think we should. I think we could, yeah. It's definitely a worship song for sure. Isn't it? I think so. I think it has that kind of tone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's a, I like this part. I, yeah. Here's the breakdown right here. This is when the hands go up in the air and everybody around the table sings it together. There we oh, go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Or the wings go in the air. Why grandpa's farting in the corner. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. That, that was, was good, very yeah. good. I like that one. I do have one thing to say about it. What is that? He did not mention the Detroit Lions one time. Yeah. He's, he's not a fan. No. <laughs> You have found us. More podcast where we want you to know God more deeply. Find lasting freedom. Discover your destiny and make an eternal difference. Now. Well, welcome to this week's podcast. Do you ever wonder why you take the time each week to listen to more podcasts? Well, I'll tell you why. More stands for maximizing opportunities for right now and eternity. So stop asking why you listen 
just never forget to listen and pass it on. Well, this podcast episode was brought to you by Mushroom Coffee. Imagining, Imagine combining the rich aromatic bliss of coffee with the earthly goodness of mushrooms. Sounds wild, right? But trust us, it's a match made in heaven. Packed with superfood benefits and minus the jitters, our mushroom coffee is what your mornings have been missing. Worried about the taste? Fear not, it's more coffee than fungus. It is. It tastes like your regular cup of joe, but with a supercharged twist. So say goodbye to caffeine crashes and hello to sustained energy, clarity, and let's be honest, a great conversation starter. So try mushroom coffee now, where fungi meets fun. <laughs> that was good, wasn't it? It's a good little pun there. Well, here to uh, help me with your weekly dose of more goodness, the only gym teacher I know who wears superhero capes for class and calls it Tuesday attire, he's convinced that jumping jacks are a secret form of communication with aliens and that dodgeball has personalities. Joe Tath is in the house. <laughs> welcome. Welcome back, everyone, to the podcast. Yes, right, uh, you yeah. know, I had to get flown in a uh, secret for this one. <laughs> so I appreciate, I really appreciate being here. Do you have your turkey in the oven already, or are you guys getting ready for tomorrow? Tomorrow, the Taft family drives down to Port Huron. Really? Right, because uh, Molly's family's from there, so we're going to go have Thanksgiving down there. So we're going to drive on Thanksgiving to have Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Wonderful, yeah. yeah. And then you're going to stay down there or you're driving back right away? We're staying down until Saturday so we can come back to church on Sunday. Yeah, at least you won't have to worry about the, uh, what is it, the turkey sleeps? You get tired after eating turkey and stuff? Yeah. Well, I, I love hosting because you get the you leftovers, you know what yeah, I mean? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I'm not hosting, I have to stay there because I'm going to eat those <laughs> leftovers. <laughs> You're going to get your hands on everything gonna, you can. Yeah. Exactly. I'm not leaving until that turkey's gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, also in the hot seat for today, her smile could light up a room better than any uh, chandelier. And rumor has it that her laugh has been registered as an alternative energy source. Pastor Amy Norton. That's good. Thanks. Yeah, this is pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. Well, um, Amy, I know you've got one for, for me because you just can't resist. I can't resist. Yeah. And finally, no, the only man who can recite every single line from the Lord of the Rings movies in Elvish. Yes. While simultaneously solving a Rubik's Cube with his feet and brewing the world's strongest cup of coffee. All this under the watchful eyes of his pet husky who critiques his performance in Morse code. And that's Pastor Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my husky, he's learned a whole new uh, realm of speaking. Have you seen those buttons you can buy from Amazon? I have not. Well, you can record like a phrase on it or a word, and then you can teach your dog how to hit each of the pedals so that it can say something. And it's, it's funny. A, it's a phrase. So if he wants to yeah. say me, he would touch the button that is me. Yeah, and it's all done and by they're, color. They're so. learning. I don't know that our husky would learn it, but yeah. I've, I've watched a dog that's like learning how to speak that way. It's pretty and cool. Of course, you got people that teach them how to say bad things. We're doing a lot yeah. of talking about coffee today. Yes, you didn't uh, mention luwak coffee today, which oh. we tried in Indonesia. What what is luwak coffee? I mean, explain it to the people that are listening. It's like a very large ferret animal. Yeah, that eats a berry. Yeah, off of a tree that has a seed in it, and then the seed. Is the coffee bean. Is actually the actual coffee, what they make into coffee. And so they eat it, but they don't digest the seed. So they never actually even break open the seed. And then they just poop it out. And then they roast the seeds for us to. It's actual coffee beans that they eat. 
Yeah, coffee. I've, I've actually drink coffee. I mean, I watch a lot of weird TV. I yeah. know about these. <laughs> yeah, when they say the coffee's so good, is because those animals only pick the best fruit. Right. Yeah. That's all so they it's do. so it's the best seeds you could possibly yeah. get. So and it's hand picked. They, they yeah, can eat up to yeah. ten yeah. times if you a look day. At it that way, yeah. They can eat up to ten times a day too, which is also. And for we had uh, some when we were over there, and it does not have strong. this does not have the acidic flavor that our coffee does. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I don't know what they do in the gi- digestive process, but somehow mm-hmm. all that goes away. Yeah, it's weird. It's strong. It's eighty dollars a pound. That's yeah. That's kind of expensive. That not expensive. over there though. Not over there. You can get it a lot cheaper. <laughs> you can just find it on the ground if you really look hard enough. <laughs> you can watch it go from uh, farm to table right there. It's the freshest. (laughs) The freshest. The cat does it or whatever that is, and we can have it right away. Right. Let's dry it out. Oh, we got some tweets in while we're sitting here talking. Uh, Chili Charlie writes, just saw a penguin wearing a scarf. Winter is not messing around this year. Burr, winter wonderland. Uh, Yeah, we had some snow just earlier today around 11 o'clock. Came down. I don't know. Yeah, I think you got a good point there. Uh, Political pundit. Uh, just watched the third Republican debate, and I'm convinced it was secretly a contest to see who could say America the most in 60 seconds. Spoiler, it was a tie. Did you guys watch that? I did not. Yeah, I don't. I guess it wasn't that great, but, you know, they try. They do. I mean, listen, you, you've got to try. There's so many candidates right now. You try oh, to yeah. set yourself apart, so what do you got to do? You've got to mm-hmm. get out out patriotize everybody you, have yeah. to, you know i like when it gets a little bit more narrow right. you know yeah, right let's see some realistic choices here let's not listen to someone who won't matter in two months like right yeah i don't like that what are you gonna you know all these people that are up there i mean they're basically running for vice president because right mean, the polls are so that's, much that's one of my favorite parts is that they're ripping each other apart and then they might end up working together <laughs> yeah right yeah they do that all the time though right yeah, all the time yeah, yeah. I mean, and also like who watches live TV anymore? Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah. I don't even have live TV. We'd can, have to get like snippets on YouTube or something. Well, YouTube did it live, and I know there's other couple other things on the internet uh, made it live for you. But yeah, I don't ever watch live TV anymore. No, I don't even. I don't even remember what cable's about. About ninety dollars a month. I yeah, right. No, it's not. Maybe I don't even more know. More and about a hundred channels that you don't watch. Exactly. All the commercials. That's why we quit watching because I'm like, I'm sick of the commercials. And then you just get an app with whatever you're looking to watch. I think Hulu's becoming desperate. Uh, they went up in price. Yeah. And now I see they're running. I think it's a Black Friday sale for ninety nine cents a month. No way. Yeah, they must like for a year. I think it said ninety nine cents a month. So I was like, still hmm, not worth it because they're maybe becoming. Maybe they're just like desperate. A, yeah. They're basically like a cable app. Yeah, right. It's not that much fun. Uh, we got one more uh, tweet here. Turkey troubles. Uh, this Thanksgiving, I'm trying a new recipe called "Guess How Long the Turkey's Been in the Oven." Family uh. betting pool included. Well, we couldn't be a more podcast without talking about the Detroit Lions, right? That's right. right. Here it comes. Uh, here it comes. Uh, well, uh, last week was a hard game to watch. Uh, first three quarters of the Bears was brutal. Uh, I don't know. I was having a hard time watching that. I kind of like fast forwarded through some of it to get to the end when they had to come back. But uh, winners of 15 of its last 19 games, Detroit was seeking to continue to push towards 
uh, winning the NFC North on Sunday. But in front of a capacity crowd at Ford Field, they featured esteemed guests like Detroit Tigers great Willie Horton, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell, and Lions all-time sack leader Robert Porcher. Detroit played its sloppiest game of the season. In a contest filled with penalties and turnovers, Detroit was still able to secure its eighth win of the season, winning 31-26 in front of a frenzied crowd that watched its team rally in the fourth quarter, which that was pretty fun to watch. Did you watch it? Uh, I, I'm not a, a football Here fan. It comes. Oh, no. Yeah, no, no. Listen. Yeah. And, and the, <laughs> I'm a UFC fan, so I get UFC every Saturday. Oh, so okay, okay. If I add yeah, you Sunday can't. to that... My yeah. wife, my wife likes UFC. <laughs> and it, in fact, in fact, small secret about my daughter Charlie yeah. is when we go to bed, she's like, "Hey, daddy." I'm like, "Yeah." She goes, "Yeah." Can we watch fights? <laughs> All right. She goes, "Can it be a girl fight?" Yeah. Okay. Get the phone out and like, yeah, keep it real he, quiet he, under the covers. Yeah. ESPN app, and she's in sleep in like two minutes. I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, it's a commitment. You know, when you watch a game, it's about three to four hours. It's a big commitment. But I don't know. I just I'm really hoping that the the Lions do good. They're playing against Green Bay this Sunday or tomorrow. Playing against Green Bay at uh, Thanksgiving, and we're all hoping that it's not going to be a repeat of the Bears game. That they'll actually kind of just dominate it like they should be. But we'll see what happens. We'll come right back up an ID break. Oh, come on, grab your Bible, grab your coffee, and get ready for the new Funky Beat for more podcasts. We'll be back in a minute. Uh, we got a few uh, tweets that came in while we were off the on the ID there. Uh, stuffing Savant told my family I'd handle the stuffing this year. Plot twist, I meant stuffing myself with pie. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that one. Uh, Pilgrim Pat just realized that the turkeys get more dressed up for Thanksgiving than I do. It's got more garnish than my entire outfit. I mean, how many of us go to Thanksgiving in sweatpants? Am I the only I, one? I'll be basketball yes. shorts. <laughs> That's close enough. Yeah. It has to have some elastic somewhere because if not, you're going to have problems. It's getting tested that day. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, I know that uh, for me, you know, I, I, I try to dress up every now and then for these holidays, but then, you know, you're like, oh my gosh, I can't, can't handle it. You know, the pants are getting too tight. You know, whatever you got on, it's, you're taking the tie off or whatever you got on. I don't know. I, some people, you know, especially if it's at your own house and you have family over, I know that a lot of them get the old sweatpants out, get ready. Especially if there's a game. So you're going to have everybody dressed up in something that's going to be uh, football related. So you'll be comfortable. I'll see if I can do that myself. I don't know. Can I, can I wear sweatpants at Thanksgiving this year? No. No. <laughs> can I wear Can I wear sports shorts or something maybe? No. No. Okay. No. Get those dress pants that are like really flexible. You ever yeah. feel those? They look pretty oh, good, yeah. but like they have a good inch and a half stretch. That's what I need. Fine. Well, I have these uh, pants that I bought for Indonesia that are like, um, what do you call it? Linen pants. And it has the waistband that's stretchy, but it has a tie oh, front. So nice. you don't need, you don't need, they a, they need a belt. Nice, yeah. They look nice, but they're nice because you can just kind of, yeah, it's nice. Uh, we'll take an idea and we'll be right back. Give me one. Give me two 
don't you worry Cause more's coming back to you Just settle down now In just a moment We'll have more for you All right, so I'm trying to help people get ready for Thanksgiving, and uh, I came up with 10 things that you should never say or do at a Thanksgiving dinner. Mm. So if you have a pen and paper somewhere near you right now, you're going to want to take some notes because this is very helpful because a lot of people make the same mistakes every year, and they wonder why things happen the way they do at their Thanksgiving dinner, right? Okay, let's hear it. I cannot wait. Well, I, I mean, am concerned because there's people like me that give me 10 things not to say. Oh, okay. <laughs> to go for it. Like, tomorrow's going to be a lot more fun with 10 prompts to figure out exactly. <laughs> yeah. 10 prompts. You're going to have like, okay, these are 10 things I can't do. I'm going to do them. Yeah. Helpful. <laughs> Jack one. <laughs> All right. Well, here's the first one. I don't think you're going to have a problem with this one, but uh, bring a girl or guy and say that you're, that they're, you're just, uh, you're just friends. Uh, you, if you do that, you just robbed your mom of any future hope when you do that, because you bring that person in and you know, mom's like, Oh, I'm so excited. And then you realize it's just a friend. Yeah. That's, that's true. That's kind of a letdown for mom. I, I, yeah. I yeah. Cause you're like, Oh, you're going to bring a friend to the Thanksgiving dinner. And then not going to happen. Uh, here's another one. Uh, try to revive the 1970s lime and carrot jello salad. Do you remember that? No. Oh man. That's a favorite back in the seventies. <laughs> Uh, basically, it was a what is that uh, bunt pan uh, mold, and they would put je- green jello, lime jello in it, and then they would chop up little shavings of carrots and put that in there, and that was the that was a dessert salad. Yeah, why did we do that? I don't That's know. It's weird. gross. Carrot should never be in dessert unless it's carrot cake. <laughs> Other than that, like I'm out. Like, and it's in lime jello of all the worst jellos you could possibly think of. <laughs> You just like swallow the carrots whole? Is that what you do? Like Yeah, you chew on. I mean you got a little something to chew while you're eating the jello. It's just nasty. But that was like in every restaurant or every uh dinner. And the other part was is that, you know, it was such a favor for a long time. Like you expected it to be there. Yeah, it was like very eighties. Yeah. Late seventies, eighties. Late seventies, early eighties. And then everybody was expecting that to be there and you're like, Where's the where's the you know jello salad? The Jello salad. Yeah. It doesn't go together. It doesn't. You know who, uh, there's a, what's the movie, uh, National Lampoon's Christmas? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the ant brings that over. The, okay. The lime, lime Jello. So you mm. start seeing it there. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. All right. Here's another one. Uh, never mention politics unless you clearly know the room. It's a good one. Right. That should be everywhere. Right. You don't want to go into a room where they're not, they don't agree with your politics and they start talking about politics. Next thing you know, you're going to have a fight on your hands. You will have the UFC, UFC in your house. You, you can. Yeah. I, I love talking about politics when people don't like it. You know, yeah. when they get real, you're like, oh, this is what I've, what, this is how I feel. I don't know. Yeah. I'm sorry. How do you feel? Just let me know. <laughs> and they, <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. Yes. People can't handle it. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me your opinion. I would right. like to know it. Well, you bring up, you bring up little, little icebreaker comments like, hey, what do you think of uh, Trump and the, you know, and then you hear what they were going to say back. Then you know where you're at, right? If Anything, you say yeah. Trump, yeah, they, they start twitching. Right. You just back off, right? And you know. Right, yeah. <laughs> don't come in with a manga hat or anything. I don't think that'd be good to start the conversation. Yeah, you might get yourself in trouble. <laughs> your whole Stay table, away from it. Your whole table set up in manga stuff. Name, manga napkins and everything else, yeah. 
Uh, here's another one. Don't expect a frozen turkey will be ready until Christmas. You need to get that prepared, like starting now. Start. No, you should have started yeah. it the other day. <laughs> yeah, you got to thaw that baby out. Oh. Uh, you know what was it? Uh, it was a while back, but some guy, a friend of mine, decided to have a frozen turkey, and he was going to deep fry it. So he thought, okay, I can just, <laughs> I can just stick that in there. It'll, it'll deep fry without you know having to thaw it much. Little did you know, that thing just started bubbling and popping out and everything else and turned into a mess. I remember him showing me pictures with a fire hydrant trying to put out his turkey. You know, you, you hear people doing that. Yeah. I've never known someone to do that because yeah. I'm like, it's frozen in extreme heat. Right. I mean, a we turkey bomb's in, cool. Well, we, <laughs> Oil and water don't mix. We we lived in right. southern Indiana where that's not a concept everybody understands very well. You know, it's just like, put it in there. Let's deep fry and see what happens. <laughs> Shout out to all of our Southern Indians yeah, right. that I know. are now listening. That are now listening. Um, they're good people, but some of the men do not. I mean, that's where I got all my redneck ingenuity from, was from living there. But uh, <laughs> I remember, you remember in Burger King, though, we used to play around and throw ice cubes into the deep fryers to see what happens? I didn't do that. Oh, come on. <laughs> Fess up right now. I was now. smarter than that. It was mostly the young boys. Like me. Yeah. We right. throw it in there and it shoot out at you, you know? It was a lot of fun. That's so dumb. But she did watch. She did watch, yeah. From the front. Well, right, she wanted right, to right. see what would happen as Not the things were flying the around. <laughs> uh, good times, good times. Um, let's see. Here is a... Uh, okay, here's another one. Uh, don't invent. Don't invite yourself to a Thanksgiving dinner unless you're planning on going to a soup kitchen for the homeless. Oh. That's a good one. Yeah, I don't think I've ever invited myself to someone's dinner. Yeah, well, you know, it depends on the, the crowd you're going to go. I mean, if you're going to, a, like, a nice house, you're like, that's going to be a good place to eat. Maybe I should just kind of, like, You could lay up. it on thick. Like, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing for Thanksgiving. Yeah, what are you guys doing for Thanksgiving? You know, and then you find out, and they're like... Are you having people over? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't have anywhere to go for Thanksgiving. Maybe I can... Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, be careful when you do that. <laughs> um, here's another one. Thanksgiving is never a good time to pretend you're on a diet. Yeah, that's not. Do you always know those people that come to the diet? It's come to the Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. Oh, oh I'll just have a little bike. Some I'm on a diet. Yeah. Who's on a diet on a holiday? I know, right? I we know. were we were vegan one year. Oh, don't even get me started Whoa. on that. The tofu turkey nightmare. It's tofurkey, tofu, tofurkey. It was nasty. That's what it was. It, it just was should be good. nasty. It, there was nothing wrong with it. It was. Are you kidding really me? It was, was a good. brown lump of tofu. That's what we tell ourselves, right? But you did <laughs> yeah. switch back to real turkey. Yeah, I know. Nothing's wrong with it, but I'll do a real one. I will tell you this. I barely eat turkey. I do like turkey skin. Ooh, yeah. yeah. And I actually like to take the tur- turkey skin and then cook it longer separate from the turkey. And then, yeah, I like to use that for Yeah. I, I'm glad we, were, uh, so we don't have the tofu turkeys anymore because that was just yucky it had brown wild rice in it it was really i thought it was yeah delicious. you're like cutting into jello <laughs> with rice in the middle it's not it no. was gelatinous i'll give you that uh, i bet nice. no one came over that no we uh, couldn't get anybody I, I think my parents were there that year. were they yeah i remember that was the year my kids and i decided we're done with right. being vegetarian yeah we're done uh here is another one. Uh, never overeat at, at the dinner. Bring uh, a gallon Ziploc bag to take mm, some smart. home for you later. So smart. that's it. Yeah. <coughs> I learned this in the Salvation Army that a lot of the older ladies will put. Oh, uh, my gosh. Well, you seriously calling it all I out am. like that? Wow. They would, they would put I wasn't going to call it out. I was bags. just 
in their purses and they would go to like things like that and dump and it in there. Carry outs. Yeah, and carry outs and they would zip it up and they'd have the food in the bag and they'd leave. Yeah. Oh, oh so it's it's not exactly like you're asking. You're no, just right. you just bring it in your purse and help yourself. Right. That's what I you would You go through the line, you take your dinner, yeah, and then the extra. That's right. That's well, what you do at a Thanksgiving dinner. You just add a, a, a little bit of turkey on my plate, more in my bag, and you just, you know, until you get it all done, and then you've got it ready to go for when you go home. I think we should say that's okay across the board. Because, again, <laughs> if I don't host. Right, if you're not hosting, you just don't get the leftovers. Right. I'll just put a big gallon bag in my pocket. <laughs> yeah. And just shove it in there. That's the one time it's okay to have a man bag carry around with you. You can just put know. it in a purse. A purse, yeah, a purse. You just bring one in there. And like, I didn't know you had one of those. Yeah, I do. I carry it around with me all the time. Yeah. <laughs> they call it a turkey purse. That's. <laughs> Ration bag for later on. Uh, this is another one. This is my big one. Don't reinvent the green bean casserole. In some states, it's considered a felony to change it. You I can remember should, my son should is not. always like, is this made with cream of mushroom soup yeah. or cream of chicken? And if it's cream of mushroom, or even if I don't tell him that it is, he figures it out. He doesn't want the mushroom. That's the only way to make it, though. It has to be the cream of mushroom with the green beans and then the French onion... <laughs> Not just, a, you know, this is the other thing, too. People will sprinkle just a little tiny bit on the top, like a garnish. No, that thing should be covered from one side to the next, right? Like a pie crust. That's right. all it's over. Got, it. Should, yeah. Yeah, it should be a pie crust on there. And it should, yeah, that's the way you oh, make a it. a crust for a green bean casserole. No, 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 no. Now, no. that would be cool to put it underneath somehow, too. Not a crust. Oh, that? Yeah. The green bean stuff? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm with you on that. I think that would be good. Like, somehow. Yeah. I have to think about that. One time I had Brussels. Um, why is the name escaping me? Was it Brussels sprouts? Yeah, probably. yeah, Brussels sprouts, and they did it in a, a pie shell. No. And then they had chunks of like the pie no. shell in it. Not good. And then they had candied bacon with it, and like balsa. It was so good. Yeah. It was delicious. I have to recreate that. I don't know if I would. It wasn't sweet. Brussels you can give me his piece if he's so against okay. it, okay? Yeah. Do you right. guys, do you guys realize though. what Brussels sprouts do to you later? I don't have that issue with Brussels sprouts. Most Americans do. You start eating Brussels sprouts. <laughs> Let's not talk stats. You want to talk about Grandpa farting in the corner, It'd be you'd be having the Salvation Army brass band playing over there by the time you're done. Just blowing it up. You know. Again, I'll have your piece, man. You don't have right. to eat yeah. it. Okay, okay. It's going to be good. All right, Thank I'll you. give it to you. I'll recreate that. All right, here's another one. Uh, canned cranberries are a staple. Just open the can and serve. Don't get fancy. I do like, I love canned cranberry sauce. Right. Like, that is one of my favorite things, and I love it on my turkey. Uh, I, I don't was, care if you sit there and sh slave over the stove and you, like, make a whole sauce and everything. I just like it out of the can. The one thing that, that almost put me over the edge was somebody did that, and then they put little mint leaves around it. You don't need that. You have a thing against mint, though. I don't like sometimes I put it in fruit salads and you're like, why is there mint? Just in let here? the cranberry do its own thing. It doesn't need anything else. I That's why know. it was in I a like can. fresh herbs. It's done. Yeah. I don't even like it, but I, I expect to see it on the table. Right, yeah. I didn't have to be disconnected. You it don't like be, it though? I don't. You like your turkey plain? Oh. Oh. I mix it I can mix everything together in a big heap. Oh, oh yeah. Turkey, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or I can make turkey sandwiches. But Okay. Do you like gravy? I do. Yeah. Yeah, you have to have gravy. I feel like you like gravy. Alex definitely would drink gravy with a straw. I do. You know what I do? Uh, this is one of my fun things I like to do on holidays. If it's a ham or a turkey, I usually use about half a loaf of bread to sop up all the grease in the pan. Okay. Yeah. Why are you telling people? <laughs> 
I'm in. There's a reason why. There's oh a reason gosh. why I have this physique. It's not because of, you know no, I have yeah, to. Yeah. I work hard at it. It just happens overnight. I don't know. Just a little bit of it's all uh, the yeah. gravy. Yeah, and you know the thing is, my arteries are fine. I don't know what people have problems with that. My everything's pumping great. You know, I don't have any problems with that. Okay. So it's it's fine. All right. Here's the last one. Uh, never serve fish with turkey. It's oh. in the Bible somewhere. Don't do it. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, listen, weird. I saw this. Never on, serve fish at all. What? That's correct. There was a, a uh, well-known. Um, what do you call her? She does all this stuff. With the uh, the uh, like a cook. Yeah, the cooking utensils that have flowers on it. Stuff prairie something. Oh, Ray Dunn. <coughs> yeah. And no, no. No, not Ray Dunn. Pioneer Woman. Pioneer Woman, yes. And she has... That was a fun game. Thank you. And she was talking about how sometimes they serve uh, fish with turkey. That is not American. That is not American at all. Ooh, I feel like that's weird. That... But why? Like, in a different house? Probably would you smoked or something? fish. I could almost see that. Yeah, maybe. It's, yeah. But it's just weird to think about fish and turkey. It's got to be somewhere. Well, you know what? Other that. cultures have other... Well, this, is <laughs> this is America. This is America. We don't do that in America. All right, America. You, you think the Indians served fish with their turkey? No, no, they did right to the yeah. roots. They're the ones that started the holiday to begin with. Exactly. Come on. <laughs> they didn't serve. That is, is. That's a little strange to me. It's like communist uh, China going on there. Little fish with the turkey. No, that's dramatic. <laughs> it is. This is America. We use gravy and turkey and uh, mashed bean potatoes. Casserole. Mashed potatoes. Yeah. We don't mess around with that stuff. Well, we're going to take an ID break. We'll be right back. The more podcasts want you to know. Got more deeply. Find lasting freedom. Discover your destiny. And make an eternal difference. You're listening to more podcasts. ready with your favorite host today, Pastor Gary and Pastor Alex Norton, as they come to you with information that you need to make it through the times coming ahead and more. <laughs> this should be played at a Thanksgiving dinner right here. I mean, this is... I was just thinking, in. I'm kind of mad that you haven't given me a theme song yet. You know, oh, you're you so... Absolutely. I play it every day I go into that gym. I'll yeah, he okay, needs one I'll, for a gym class for sure. Oh, I yeah. can get you one. I can okay. get you a real good one. That's what I'm talking I'm, about. I'm working on it. Uh, for Rapture Ready News, we've got an interesting uh, topic that came up on the news. Uh, the world is experiencing an unprecedented childlessness right now. Um, people are not having babies like they did in previous generations. Uh, according to the article, it's a situation unprecedented in human history. Most of the world's people live in a country that has dipped below replacement rate. Its population now is spiraling downward, which means basically they're not having enough babies to replace the the previous generation. And so, like with us in the United States, baby boomers are going to be gone. We're not going to be able to come close to replacing them. No place on earth is exempt from declining birth rates, including Africa, which is just a few steps behind the rest of the world. Uh, the scenario is perhaps, without exaggeration, uh, quietly apocalyptic. 
Uh, quoted from the gentleman who wrote the article, he says, no society in history has been known to come out of this spiral. Filmmaker Stephen Shaw explained in his documentary, Birth Gap, which explores the thoughts on childbearing of young women all around the world and attempts to find the cause behind today's record low fertility, which nobody seems to really understand yet. They're not attributing it to food problems, not attributing it to health issues. It's just basically what he, he's found out so far is that people just are not having babies. They just don't want to have babies. It's kind of weird. Hmm. It's, it's scary, right? Because yeah. there's more people on the planet there's ever been. Right. Right. And we're the healthiest we've ever been. There's better technology there's ever been. The medicine's better. And, yeah. and now we're not having children. And how do yeah. they not attribute it to like the food and stuff and the chemicals around us? Like that's shocking to me. Because that's not the thing that's keeping it from happening. It's the fact that people are making a conscious decision not to have kids. And so when they do want to have them, they're too late in life to where it's now an actual problem. Like they oh, they can't it. physically do it anymore. And so they're saying that's having, that's not just in the United States, it's all over the world now. And I mean, it really, I mean, in my opinion, if you want to kind of pinpoint a problem there, it's, it's really sort of an, uh, this concept of what we, we look at life with, right? It's my life is most important. What I want to do is most important. It's not about propagating or bringing other children into the world anymore, because that's going to inhibit us from well, you're having a old. life. Am I Amy? <laughs> <clears throat> Yes, you don't get to ask a good question when a statement is I feel, I feel pretty spry. I don't know about you. I mean, you know. You've seen me, you know, you see me do jumping jacks, right? Have you? We're How many church. years ago? <laughs> yeah, right. Right. <laughs> a long time, long time ago. A long time ago, maybe in his 20s. I know. Well, it's hard for me to go up steps and you're like, hey, come on, move on. You're like, come on. Dude, you're That's getting That's very interesting. Yeah. Well, what do you think it could be? Well, I mean, I was thinking the chemicals are the food, but since they're not, they're not losing babies. Right. So, I mean, that totally makes sense to me. So the reason behind it makes sense to me that it has nothing to do with that. It's just yeah. that people are choosing that. But there is a, a shift in um, college students, and it has been this way for a few years now, where uh, the college students go off, they go to college, and then they plan on coming back home. Yeah. They don't plan on moving out of their home as soon as they graduate from college. That's different from like our time. I mean, when we went off to college, we couldn't wait until we hit 18 or when we got out of high school, we were going off to college and we were leaving then. Right. Like, yeah. That was the goal. It wasn't the goal to come back to mom and dad's house ever again. Right. The goal was to move out. And that is not the situation now. So, you know, the situation is, oh, I'll go home and I'll wait for the perfect you know, job, and then I'll take that. So some of them aren't even taking jobs right away because they can they can afford to wait. They can they can wait at mom and dad's house, and they can live and do whatever they want until they find the perfect job. Do you? Uh, yeah, I mean, thinking about it, I mean, it seems like to me, like you know, we have this mindset right now, especially with the younger generation, that you know, it can wait till later. It doesn't have to happen right now, and it just seems like now, once you get to that age, you're like, oh my gosh, you know, I, I don't have much time to have a child anymore. And I think the health does come into play then, right? Because women, I mean, even though they're healthy in a sense of themselves being healthy, but as far as uh, propagating and bringing children into the world, there's a lot of health issues that are starting to come into the mix with women. I, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I do think there's a big um, switch too with like, you know, back in the day, it mm -hmm. was really pushed. Like that's what marriage, the purpose of marriage was, was to have children and stuff. We were, we were to, to do that. Mm hmm that was really brought up through the baby boomers and stuff. And before that, yeah. you know, those generations, like that was the goal was to have children. Right. Populate the world. 
Right. Not so anymore. Yeah, it's it's, it's odd because when I was like got out of high school, went to military, and I just always wanted to have a family. Right, that was the, yeah. always like mm-hmm. I was going to be married. I was going to have kids. I was, yeah. That that's the goal. And I think because I mean, you say social media and stuff, where people are way more selfish now, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, I want to do this. I want this before I have kids, and yep. that's such a weird thing to say before yeah. you have someone from your flesh and your wife's flesh and you're like you from love you create this being yeah what's more special than that like yeah. the idea of parenthood is lost on a generation it's a yeah. great thing i have three kids 16 down to three you know it's almost like starting over and i just love being a dad i love yeah. you know and the more we go away from that being a role yeah. in the society and yeah. not just a thing that we kind of do when we have time or after we see Paris, like yeah. what's that even yeah, about? No, I, yeah, you know, yeah. Paris won't leave anywhere, yeah. you know, but you're creating a soul, you know, and you're, you're going to mold this soul into something great for God. I, yeah. Well, yeah. and the roles are being changed in the family too. And families mm-hmm. are looking different than what they looked even five, 10 years ago. So that's a big deal is that, you know, you, you, you're having more difficulty if you don't have a man and a woman yeah, creating a baby. So, you know, there, there's a whole nother realm of this that is moving us into something different and it's difficult. So the family looks very different. Yeah. We're getting away from like what Joe was talking about. And yeah, it was interesting. I was, uh, heard, uh, I got to find it again to, to, you know, basically prove what I'm saying here. But, uh, one of the things that uh, uh, Bill Gates talked about in one of his, his it's not like a TED talk, but he was having a conversation and he's calling people to stop having what he called the breeder's mindset, which I thought was the most derogatory thing you possibly say about <laughs> bringing children into the world. You're not a, you're not a breeder. You're a parent bringing a child into the world. And for them to, to use that term, it's just, that seems to be the narrative of society anyways, is that, you know, that's what it is. It's not anything to do for, like you just mentioned, uh, Joe, the fulfillment of it. It's just, you're it, it, like an obligation that we have to do, but we don't want to do it. You know? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it you know, Bill Gates is not the best person. No, in the he's world not. Either. No, 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 no. But he, you know, it just seems like he's a part of this whole influence in our, our world of trying to limit population, have population control, all this stuff. But then to start framing it in that way, you know, you have a generation of kids growing up with those terms now, understanding that's that's what it is. That's what it means. Like, you know, and, and you know, women, uh, you know, you hear sometimes with them now, they don't, they don't see themselves as a mother. They don't want to be a mother. You know, if they have a kid, okay, I guess we'll have to deal with it. But in the sense, like what you were saying, Amy, they don't have that mindset anymore just being a mom, you know. That's that's far far well, off. And in uh, China, I don't remember how long ago this was that they um, they actually uh, control the population. They used to control. I don't know if they the still one do child it rule. Yeah. yeah, or I thought it was two. No, no, no. Was it only yeah. one? Yeah. Oh yeah. man! If you had a girl, I think you try one more time for oh, a boy. Oh, I think you're right. But if you had a yep. boy, that was it. That's it. Done. Yep. And I, I don't know if they actually still do that or not. I think that was done like five or six years ago. They finally okay. started getting away There's from that. a documentary out on that. Yeah. And uh, then what they do with the children that they have after that rule. And it moved into a um, whole Dropbox thing at um, a, a ministry essentially did this where um, they could drop the baby off and just basically it would go into foster care and for adoption and stuff. Yeah. So it moved into all of that, but they were controlling the population, which is awful. So I, th- I do think that there's people 
I think there's college students that really kind of get behind that, you know, agreement of controlling the population of the world too. Like, you know, it's overpopulated and so I'm going to help as much as I can and I don't have to have children then. Right. right? Yeah, exactly. So it's, you know, that's the whole part of my body, my choice seems to be the, the, the mantra yeah. But it extends to so many things now. It's not just about abortion, those kind of things. It's about all the decisions I have to make for me mm-hmm. are going to be about me, not about anything and else. Like Joe yeah. said, it's very, um, it's very selfish. Yeah, yeah, it is. There's, I mean, listen, I don't want you to have a baby if you can't take care of a baby, right? You know. But I mean, in America, I mean, I don't think it should be a problem. We have so much property that's not even have houses on them, right? It's not like we don't have a we have a land problem. We can't expand so. <laughs> Uh, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. <laughs> Discover the magic of transforming spaces with Sean Meyer Construction. From visionary designs to impeccable craftsmanship, we're your partner in creating remarkable homes. If you're looking for a contractor to do the right thing at the right time for the right price, let him build your dream together. Contact Sean Meyer Construction. Sean Meyer Construction. All right, we're getting to the Harbor Light Bible Trivia big question. And uh, last week's big question, Amy, you know, you wanted to up the ante with a question here, and nobody answered it. What? Yeah, nobody sent in an answer for it. You're kidding. That's how hard it was. No, it was not. I'm just saying. It wasn't that hard. That's how hard it was. People are like, I don't even know, I don't even know where to begin. That, it, you are full of it. Yeah, I'm just saying. Nobody yeah. really answered that. No. That is not true. That's people true. answered it. Maybe no one answered correctly. <laughs> yeah. I didn't people think answered. it was hard. <laughs> uh, of course I'm lying. But yeah. Right. There's of people, course. Yeah. Um, in church. It, well, As a Christian. We're in the studio. It's kind of an annex. <laughs> oh, from the, no. It's no. kind of an annex. From it's the, above the church technically. Yeah. yeah As right. a so Christian. It doesn't really count. So. Uh, so what was the question from last week? What did Lazarus the beggar wish to eat from the rich man's table? What did he wish to eat from the rich man's table? What was the answer? Crumbs. It's plain and simple. Crumbs. He just wanted crumbs. He didn't really want anything else but crumbs. That's I would right. have asked for a little more. I've been like, you know what? Can I have a bottle of water and maybe a maybe a piece of a bread? A leg of lamb. <laughs> or some turkey. Yeah, there's a, as long as it's not fish with that turkey, you're fine. <laughs> yeah. I've got fish. I don't have turkey. I'll give you the fish. Uh, and so St. Peter's fish was probably on the table. Oh, my gosh. Have you seen those things before, Peter's fish? No, I have not. Literally looks like a piranha. Really? Yeah, it's it looks like a it's about the size of a bass, but it's got humongous little fangs on it. A ba- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're like a bass, and he's like this with his hands. And he's like stri- that's, no, that's a fisherman. Like that. That's fisherman's measurement. I right know. Now. Yeah, it's just the size of a plate, like <laughs> a platter, not just any plate, a platter, a plate. <laughs> And you can get it with the eyeballs in it or not. Or off. The yeah. head on or the head off. Yeah. And I, of course, I got it with the head on. That and was about in regretted every second of it. Because it was looking at you the whole time? Yeah, it was looking at me the whole time. time. And it's got them fangs, man. I've never seen a fish like, I was like, what? In the I world? keep the head on just so it knows who's eating it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but they say that was the kind of fish that was around Jesus' time. I don't know what Jesus was thinking. I'm like, I would just left, I would have got rid of all them and moved on to something else. I mean, he's Jesus. He could have done whatever he wants. Um, and so that was the answer. But this week is the big trivia draw for someone in our listening audience. And uh, Amy, we're going to give you a drum roll and we'll have you. Um, Joe's going to pull it out. All right, here we go. There's two stuck on. Is that one or is that two? One. That's one. Who is it? Mm, my friend. Who? 
Linda Murray. Linda Murray again. What in the world? Isn't it like that's like a second time or third time she's won? Yay, Linda. Yeah, all right. We love you so much. Love that you listen to more podcasts. That is crazy. She's got, what is she? Is she putting more names in there or what? Did she does know. answer every week, right? She does. Yeah, she answers like all the time. Yeah. So every time you answer, you get one in there if it's yeah. correct, right? Yeah, that's right. All right. Well, Linda's our winner. Well, I have some uh, new swag from uh, Sean Meyer Construction if she wants that. or I don't think she wants another radio because she's got one of those. Gave her Toby Mac CD with the picture. So I feel this like week. you need a woman's touch on the swag. Amy. I get what I get. I'm lucky. And I, don't I like throw the swag. Fit. I feel blessed to get what I get. No, I know. I just think you need to. You know, Sean Meyer swag is good. That's yeah, especially the during the winter time when it's going to be cold. Well, we he's giving us all the insulated stuff. I know. Well, you know, maybe you should help me trying to get some swag. That's people what don't. I'm talking about. People don't help me out at all. So Linda Murray won the big question this week. Uh, so she has a choice of swag, and I'll talk to her about what she wants. But uh, so that that was the big question. Now we have a trivia question that's coming after or this next week so this next week joe you have the uh, question no you threw this on me and you gave me a couple of cards and i was like yeah. going through the cards i'm like yeah. you know sweet one i don't have to think up the bible trivia myself because that would be very hard on the fly. <laughs> and i was like there's no way you're doing that to me i like you yeah. you wouldn't do that to me <laughs> so i went through some cards and i found this one here we go i think it's going to be an easier one because i don't want i don't want people to not Easy. message us Easy. Yeah, see? Oh. See, listen. Yeah. Alex likes to give many hints to Joe. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I don't okay. think you can. I'm you sworn know? to secrecy on this one. Kay. Okay. The Bible trivia question for this week, listeners. What did Solomon have 700 of? Oh, yeah. Oh. I know this one. Oh. I feel like that didn't up the ante, Joe. It did. I, I said it was going to be easy. I didn't tease. Oh, that's one right. You did. One. You said it was going to be easy. It could You're be right. seven hundred donkeys or seven hundred. He had a lot. Stop of, a lot of hinting. Yes. Let people. It guess. could be a lot of things. It wasn't ruples. It wasn't ruples. Could be seven hundred houses or brain cells. Let's say that. Could be that too. It wasn't brain cells. We all know that. Any person that did what he did, you got to be crazy. The difference of wisdom and intelligence. <laughs> you know, oh, with all I the like wisdom it. intelligence that he got, that whole thing of him was the dumbest move ever. All the stuff that he got himself involved with. I'm right. just saying. I'm just saying any smart man. I'm a smart man, but I'm Noah Solomon. And I would never put myself in those positions. I remember when I was reading this for the first time, I was really getting in the Bible and I said, babe. He's like, what? I'm like, how in the world? Okay, the, the, the wisest man in the world mm-hmm. messed up this bad. Right. Well, Over and over again. Let's just break that sentence down. <laughs> <laughs> Let's break it down. There's a scale here, she says. Here's the breakdown. The wisest what? Man. Man. Yeah. And there it is. Right. Amy. Um, <laughs> what are you saying? What are you implying when you say that? I mean, I just was doing a breakdown for you. Just making sure you guys knew what you were talking about. Joe, this is why I keep humble right here. <laughs> right. You had to clarify what a man was. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, I get this on a daily at home, wherever I'm at, you know. Uh, yeah, my wife be humble to get humbled. You know, she does. And she keeps me on the straight and narrow. I just appreciate that about her. I appreciate it. Uh, but if you have the answer to the Harbor Light Bible trivia this week, it's Harbor Light Bible trivia, gmail.com, Harbor Light Bible trivia, gmail.com, all lowercase. And let us know what you think the answer is for this week, which is what did Solomon have 700 of? Don't I'm say not, it. I won't say it. I won't say it. I won't say it. Tupperware bowls. Tupperware bowls. Okay. <laughs> I have to tell you this. Yeah. Uh, so this is funny. Don't judge me for it. Oh. 
So there were how many wise men? Uh, three. Three wise men, right? For yeah. the, the story of Christmas. It's not really a story. It's true. Um, so if the three wise men would have been three wise women, they oh, would have no. asked for directions. Oh, what? <laughs> they would have arrived on time. They would have helped deliver the baby. Oh, come on. They would have brought practical gifts. They were practical. They would have cleaned the stable. They would have made a casserole. And there would be peace on earth. Amen. Let's go to an ID break. Oh, my gosh. The Dam Side Inn is an historic restaurant located in Pelston, Michigan. Nestled next to the North's most scenic majesty, it offers a picturesque setting and a charming ambiance. The restaurant serves a delicious array of old country dining with its rustic charm and scenic surroundings. Making the Dam Side Inn at 6705 Woodland Road, Pelston, your next stop to make memories as a family for generations to come. The Dam Side Inn. Listen, I work, I'm a Christian. I work at making truth. Yeah, you do. Telling truth. Well, last week we ended a two-week series on revival. The first week we talked about how we do that as a church in Ezra chapter 9. And this week we talked about personal revival in Haggai chapter 1. And uh, we wanted to spend some time and talking about it a little bit more with the, the people around the table. I have two other theologians sitting with me right now, so we should Ooh, be able to figure this out. Deep. I think we can. I think we can figure it out. Um, so we talked about personal revival, and uh, some of the things that are brought up was the, the fact that, you know, uh, when we have a personal revival, there are some things that begin to happen within the life of the believer. Um, and last week we talked about sin being a priority, watching out for sin, making sure sin is dealt with, confessed, and, and uh, forgiven. But <clears throat> this week we talked about it in the sense of preparing ourselves for revival, you know, what are the things that we need to take in consideration as we're moving forward? So maybe we realize, you know, something's not right with God, but what do we do? And what are the things that God looks at um, when it talks about, you know, personal revival? Um, Amy, what what was something that stood out to you um, Sunday that you just really kind of touch base with? He didn't give you the questions in advance? No. no. Oh. Did he give them to you? I have a no. writer. That, that's oh, something I get with the writer yeah, and Jolly Ranchers. <laughs> I, I should have, have done here. that. <laughs> um, let's see here. I would say how important that personal revival is yeah. to each one of us. Um, I would say that that's probably the biggest thing that stuck out to me is that it is important to have your own spiritual uh, reawakening or yeah. revival and to really... Uh, be sincere about it mm-hmm. uh, to work towards that because that's when true revival right in a group setting or in a um, is gonna is gonna happen yeah one of the things I uh, mentioned was this this concept of dummy light you remember that mm-hmm. uh, talking about how in my <laughs> driving my car there was a dummy light that kept coming on and I, I ignored it to the point where my car finally just died on me but it was uh, associated with the fact of you know Holy Spirit a lot of times brings those those dummy light situations for us that we don't always pay attention to. And we wonder why things are falling apart. Things are moving in the wrong direction. And the whole time he's trying to tell us there's things that you need to deal with. You need to take care of. Um, Joe, what's some moments in your life where you've had a dummy light switch come on for you and you're like, I don't know. I don't want to deal with it. Oh man. Oh, and daily, you know, daily. I, yeah, I, know, right. I, I think, you know, the righteous fall seven times a day, you know, every time, yeah. every time I find like, oh, you know, you can see sin coming a mile away if you look for it. Yeah. You know, and when you when you have your head in the clouds and you're just trying to live your life and not paying attention to that, 
is when I have the most problems. But this whole series has been huge for me because I've, yeah. I felt like uh, I'm at the peak of my revival, you know, I, yeah. um, you know, seven years of coming here or almost eight years now and, and changing careers. And, you know, I, I my wife's like, yeah, you've been on this tra- you know, journey for a little while, <laughs> you know, and, um, yeah. it just went full circle yesterday. One of my really good friends that was on the forest with me, mm-hmm. uh, Wade was here. He's the auctioneering. Oh, okay. I, yeah. So I come to work. You know, gym teacher Joe, and I'm yeah. just bopping in. And I see him, and it just like floods all this, you know, like all these things I used to be. You know, yeah. And I knew him even before I was a believer. So I get done talking to him, hugging on him, and I message him. He's like, "You look different." Yeah. You know that he place, said that about you. Yeah, that's cool that's though. Amazing. Yeah, that's really cool when you see that. Yeah. Right, and you, you forget how far you go in revivals, and I never even yeah. thought of the word revival. I just thought about transformation. But like, there's a certain part where you're. Revival starts your transformation. Right. Oh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And so, like, I'm this this last couple of weeks has been awesome. Yeah. And just listening to that, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, that's you know, just seeing it in my own life. But, huh. yeah. I, you know, I think it's interesting. Yeah. You, you mentioned that. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting how sometimes as believers, uh, when we need to make those changes, but we have come, we come up with excuses why we should not, you know, or, you know, like in the text with Haggai, you know, the people are like, you know, we just got back from exile. We've been here for 15 years and you want us to build a temple, we still turn to build our own lives and get, you know, but then God's like, wait a minute, you've, you've built your life now. It's time to do what's the priority. And yet they were still complaining and making excuses why they still had to really focus in on what was going on in their own life. And finally, God says, I'm, I'm done with this. You know, it's, it's time for you to rebuild my temple or begin to regain that connection of worship again um, in the midst of all that's going on. And uh, one of the things I, I brought up and maybe in the first service, second service, definitely, about going up to the mountains. God says, go up to the mountains, get the resources and take care of it. And I always think of that spiritually, you know, when, when God wants to begin to start moving in our lives, it's not the fact that we just kind of have it happen, but there's a, there's a personal response on our part to make that connection work again, rebuild what God wants to see in us. And that, that does happen by, like we mentioned earlier about, you know, the confession, getting back into the word, making God a priority and a lot of things. And sometimes that is a difficult thing to make out a priority when you, you know, you still are so, you know, you, you basically been living in a situation where you didn't think you really needed anything, but then you realize, you know, without God, I don't have any of this to begin with. And this is more important is to regain that connection with God. I, th- I think having that connection, the thread that I've seen when I preached, uh, it's been now three weeks ago. And then with the revive, the two weeks on revival has been the presence of God in our lives. Yeah is what the theme for me has been more so and really going deeper with the relationship that we have with Christ. And so practicing his presence is, is really just been a, a theme throughout for me. And I I'm counseling people. And when they're talking to me, I'm like, you need the presence of God, like all the time Mm -hmm. in your life. So that when these trauma and chaos moments come, you, you feel like you can reach out and touch the hem of his garment and like, you know, people people don't realize that we leave him out of so much stuff. Like, we leave him out of our lives, and then we just use him as, like, the Hail Mary or the, you know, okay, now I can pray because there's a problem. But he wants to be there all the time for us. And so yeah. with revival, it's it's that movement of, you know, being being in front of him, being with him, and, 
and letting him do this work inside of us. And then, but always doing that, like this constant presence of him. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a big deal. Once we learn how to practice his presence and practice this presence of him being with us all the time, it changes us. It literally transforms us. Like Joe was saying, and we're somebody different. We look different and Mm -hmm. we act different and we respond differently to things too. Right. Um, when we're, when we have something bad that happens in our lives, we respond differently to that mm-hmm. because we have the presence of God in the room with us. And so it's a very, um, oh, we just need to go deeper. Mm-hmm. We need to go deeper. And revival is definitely a deepening relationship with Christ and us. He's always the constant. We're the ones that move away. And so when he's there, it's easy for us if we would just practice it and just go towards him Yeah, and do that and constantly go before him I think yeah revival would then become it's it's just natural yeah i like what you said you know revival you know by definition is momentum to move forward for god to to keep processing moving forward and i think that um you know my my big thing and, and maybe people in the congregation think man you're always beating up on america but we live in a in a culture where a lot of christians are content just right. to be where they're at right mm-hmm kind of like when in the story of Haggai, they're just content to, you know, just enjoy the blessings of God that they've got now, but not worry about any more or what more should I be doing or how should I be using these resources to, to advance the kingdom? It's just more like we talked about earlier about being selfish in ourselves. And we don't want to ever say it that way, but that's exactly what's happening because when the priorities, which is one of the things we talked about, which is God's love language, when priorities are about us, we're not really operating the way God wants us to. We're not showing God the love and respect and the, that he deserves, the honor he deserves, because he's not a priority anymore. It's about everything that we think is a priority, right? Correct. Yeah. And, you know, you both are, like, so honest. My, I love sitting here with, the, with you guys. Too fast. Like, All right. I'm just going to move in. <laughs> yeah, just, stay, just come on in here. You know, uh, but it relationship with Christ is intentional. Yeah, it is. Right? And if you only reach out when you're in danger mm-hmm. or you need something, yeah. what kind of relationship is that? It's like if you have a friend that only calls you and they need something, when that phone rings, what do you do? Mm-hmm. You don't answer. You, or you do and you just know you're 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 yeah. going to have something yeah. that either you're going to have to say no to a friend yep. or you're going to do something you don't want to do, right? Yeah. So I always make it like I intentionally spend time with the Lord every single day, yeah. uh, you know, like and I made it my routine. I'm a routine guy. Yeah. You know, like I, I could write a well, book about that. Well, you were military. That. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. So you know, my wife says, you can be as disciplined as you need to be when you need to be. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so let's get on the dishes. Right. Get, no, exactly. wait, no, 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 no. That's not what it means. <laughs> so, you know, for me, I wake up and boom, I'm in the, I'm in the word as soon as I wake up. Yeah. And when I did that, that was one of the biggest changes in my life is I, I did the Bible in the year. At first, I read the Bible in the year. I did the first readings yeah. in, the, in the Bible app. And then I, I found the Father Mike Schmitz. He's a Catholic uh, priest, but he does a Bible in the year. So every single morning yeah. at four in the morning, oh my there's a new podcast yeah. with, you know, with the Word. I, I, I spend the morning in there with, with God every yeah. single day. It's like a day 340-something yeah. nice. or 320-something days. I've not, I haven't missed a day, you know, and like... And that kind of commitment, intentionally spending time with the Lord, yeah, changes your life, yeah, because you're with Him, mm-hmm. and you're in, and when presence. you and you hear His word, you and then you know uh, Father Mike Schmitz, uh, you know 
he has a really some really good insight on what you just read, and he goes back over it so you kind of understand it a little bit. Because sometimes when I read the Bible, I'm like, I don't have time to, I don't, I don't know how to process it, you know. So I yeah. want to hear the word, and I want to hear someone, you know, talk back over it, and just throughout the day, I might come across something that that sermon or that that passage, mm-hmm. it's like ding, or you know, Proverbs, like, oh my goodness, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. and it just. It is the manuscript for life, right? Yeah, so oh, yeah. you, how can you live life if you're not in the word and how can you have a relationship and not spending time? Right. So yeah. it has to be intentional. Yeah. And part of that word, I think revival is revive. Mm-hmm. So to revive that relationship that we have, right? Yeah. So a lot of us probably can remember when we accepted Christ and how we felt and the place even and how we felt the presence of the Lord. But to revive that feeling, we pray a lot even when we're praying for revival, to take us back to that excitement that we had when we got saved, right? There's a reason for that because we want to revive that relationship that we have with him. Right, That's yeah. what we want. We want it to be so fresh and new and and like that, but if we're not in the word and we're not you know, practicing his presence and we're not doing that kind of thing, then, there. I mean, we revive, but mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah. It dies again, right? right we yeah. don't want it to die. We, we want to have that presence and feel Holy Spirit like all the time and know that he's there all the time, even when things are good. Rekindle the, the fire. Yeah. 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 One of, it was interesting. One of the things that um, hit me, uh, you know, Pastor Gary always calls him a download when he's up there, but um, is that, that concept of, of rebuilding the temple, you know, and thinking about our own personal journey and that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And, and, I, and it just hit me when I was up there preaching about how sometimes we let that thing come to such disrepair because we're spending so much time or giving our heart to so many other things. Like, you know, even, you know, I hate to say this, but it's going to be a shocker for some people, but even doing that with our spouses and our children and all these other things, we give our heart to everybody else, but then the one that we should be giving our heart to first is the one that's not, you know? And so it's almost like you're leaving the house in disrepair, disrepair, we're not cleaning it, we're not taking care of it, boards are falling off the wall, things are happening. And then it was that passive scripture that hit me again about going up to the mountain, getting the resources and fixing it. Um, you know, that's that's a daily process of making sure that the temple's always ready for the presence of Holy Spirit within my life. Um, however that happens, like, you know, what are the things that I need to do to, to fix it up? You know, am I- Man, that, yeah. that's a big deal, like, yeah. when you come into worship. yeah. So you come into worship and you're ready and you think you're ready. I mean, I can remember as a pastor, like we've been pastors for many years now, but in the mornings when our kids were little and stuff, I'm like, the last thing I wanted to do was get into church. By the time we got there, you know, there's already been an hour, an hour and a half going on at home and it's been chaos at home with our little kids. And, and now I'm sweating and it's freezing cold out and I got to go to church and be the pastor and so we get there finally, and it's like, that's the last thing I want to do is sit there and worship. Right. I am not ready. My mindset is not ready. I mean, there's different there's different things now that I deal with because my kids are no longer little, and they're out of the house and stuff, uh, you know, that stress me out on a Sunday morning. Well, you got to get me dressed, you know, now. <laughs> right. <laughs> the temple's falling apart. No. Yeah, I, I, don't always, I don't always like to get my pants on when you tell me. Right. So, um, no, but... Now there's that, you know, it's a preparation for our hearts and our minds and our spirits to be ready for worship. And and I can't just like walk in right when the time is starting and be prepared to worship. Like yeah. there's there's a lot to be said about really preparing our temple yeah. 
for him too. And for his presence, uh, to be with us and amongst us, you know, I've got to, I have a lot going on in my brain all the time. And so when I want to rest, I really have to practice like resting my brain. And lately I've been praying for people's, um, for their mental, um, health. And I've been praying that their brain is able to rest and relax so that they truly get the rest that they need. Right. Because you're not really fully asleep. I Mm -hmm. read this somewhere. You're not fully asleep or resting when this mind is like constantly going. In fact, you're working so much harder than even like going out and chopping wood. Like your brain doesn't rest. And so it's really tough and it's a practice. Yeah. And so to really get yourself prepared and in that in that moment of emptying it all out so that I'm not thinking about anything else as I'm getting ready to worship. I'm not like, okay, uh, what are we going to have for lunch today? I got to figure out small group. Da, 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 da. A hundred things are flying through your head. It's like, I want to empty that yeah. right. before I start worship. Like that kind of stuff has to be emptied out of my mind and spirit. And, and even my, my body, like I have to be comfortable because at, like distractions happen with me. Like oh, I have a sore throat or I can't breathe. I got a headache or it's, it's a constant thing. Right. Or my feet are hurting. Like mm-hmm. I have to have time to like sit there and say to myself, none of that matters today. Like yeah. I am putting all of this aside so that I can worship the Lord and he can have a hundred percent focus on him. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I mean, I do that too. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I it's like the first song. It's a warm up song, right? Like, yeah, right. yeah. It, it is. Really, it is. You know, for me, my background, I sit in a certain spot so I can see everything, mm-hmm. and I gotta, I gotta make sure I'm, I'm comfortable before I can close my eyes around yep. people, yeah. right? And so the first song, yep. Uh, uh, you know, I, yeah. I, and you, everything in your head's going right, yep. like. Yep. What's going on at home? What are we doing next? But then when you can really sink it in, like and the Holy Spirit just yep. takes it. You almost feel in your in your like almost get goosebumps. Yeah. And, and you start singing and and then it's a connection. Yep. Yep. Given of everything else, you start making that connection and all of a sudden yeah. tears are flowing and, and that's that's what feels good, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's when you really And then you're in the presence. Then you're in the presence. Yeah. Yeah. I you know, my my hope, I think after the last two weeks of talking about revival, I don't think I'm like saying, okay, we're we're in a revival here at Harbor Light, but I think the sparks are are there. You know, the 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 flames are going as people are hungry for more, right? More of the presence of God. And I think that's really what it is. And you know, it starts out understanding, like I mentioned the first week, understanding our condition, humbly under being humbly holy, you know, committing ourselves to this idea of what we need to do to be prepared for that to happen. Because when when Holy Spirit does move revival, it usually tends to spread like wildfire. It doesn't just stay in the area begins to affect it and and so like you know Joe, like you mentioned the people that you've met and they see difference about you you know those are the little flames that keep spreading out more and more and people begin to become uh you know uh, a part of the the spreading fire and that's exactly what we want to see happen and it starts usually like this it's just uh people talking about it, people praying for it, people expecting god to do something for them first to get them ready for what needs to happen and then it becomes this this big thing and i think definitely in the day and age we live in now uh, we need the church to to not just be the church in in the vicinity, but to be centered in God. To begin to start realizing that we have a bigger purpose than to show up on a Sunday, but it's to spread the gospel. You know, in every every aspect of our life, no matter what we do. You know, and that's a that's a a big job, especially in the day and age we live now. You know, so where do we go from there after we've heard the revival sermons? Now, yeah, what happens next? Uh, I, you know, I think that we continue to um, build that hunger more and more and more. I mean, I think there's a difference between hearing the word 
and sitting there and going, that was a great sermon, but you know, hungering after righteousness is a totally different concept. Um, that's when you start saying, okay, God, uh, okay. You gave me something for this area. I, I feel fulfilled in this area, but what more, what more can I have to become more like you? How do I get this area to become more like you? How do I get this area? And then, you know, Holy Spirit begins to start showing us. And the more times you say, okay, yep, I'm going to do it. I'm going to follow through with it. Then God's like, okay, let's keep doing this. You know, and eventually after a while it becomes an obsession, you know, and there's nothing wrong. I think that's one interesting within the church today is that we talk about, you know, being healthy, balanced, you know, between, you know, our, our religion or our faith and our family. You know, if you put God in the center and you become obsessed with him, it's amazing how the family around you begins to start following suit. And it's not, you know, us and them kind of thing, but we're all in it together. My wife and I, I talked about that on last Sunday about how, you know, people are like, well, you know, um, if I, my kids got a game on a Sunday, I can't go to church because it's more important of the game. And my wife and I always had a hard stance. Like, no, Sunday is worship. Wednesday is worship. That was what we were doing. And it was amazing. My kids became captains of their team, even though they weren't able to show up for some of the games because they just exuded this leadership responsibility because they had a, they had sort of a conviction that nobody else did. And the, you know, the coaches would see that and they're like, these guys are really committed, even though they're maybe not be here for a game or whatever. But uh, in that situation, it worked out well. But you, you have to begin to start finding that that obsession in your family before you start seeing things start happening in a different way. And, you know, my kids, I mentioned growing up, they, you know, they didn't always like doing that. You know, they would prefer to be like everybody else. But I'm, I'm like, you know what, I, Amy and I talked about this in Joshua. He says, for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And it was not just a statement of saying that's a really cool scripture to say, but it became something that was really important for us that it meant that we were going to sacrifice time, resources, um, personal uh, preferences for God, and God would then reward us and bless us because of that. And he did always, always blessed us because we were committed to that. And never was without a job, never was without money in my pocket, never was without food. My kids never felt like they were ostracized or left outside of anything that was very popular or you know, important to them. Uh, God just seemed to always work through that, so... It goes back to what you were preaching on Sunday when you were talking about the children um, and uh, the fire furnace. I mean, they were committed to that. They had a conviction of it, and God rewarded them for that, even though it was a difficult situation. But, you know, God was there in that situation. That's right. Um, Joe, we got to close up, but, man, thank you for being here. It's always my absolute pleasure. Yeah, now you're going to listen to this and, and tell your wife, hey, look it, I'm... I'm Listen, a star. I'm a star. It, she knows I'm a star. Yeah. <laughs> it's official now. But yeah. we're driving downstate tomorrow. I'm just going to happen to put on a podcast. What? How did this come on? How Who? did this come on? Who's that guy? Yeah. What is that? Yeah. And then you just get autographs. You, you want my autograph on? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll start hand. I'll, I'll save a few autographs for you guys. <laughs> I'm sure my hand will be tired by the time. Yeah. By the time, yeah. Yeah. Just bring them in on Sunday and we'll take care of it. Yeah. <laughs> Amy, thanks again for uh, being here. Oh, I'm sorry, Pastor Amy. Thank you for being here. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thanks um, so much. But after those comments you made about me, I don't know if we're going to want you back here next week. So, <laughs> I don't know. Well, then maybe we can just get people to write in. No. <laughs> no. No, I, you, you, you need to come here. I need, I need your help. At least until Patrick Gary is back here. All right. Well, that's it for us. We'll see you next week. And uh, have a happy Thanksgiving, right? Happy and Thanksgiving. And if you're looking for a song for Thanksgiving, we gave you one in the beginning. Gobble, gobble. Yeah, gobble, yeah gobble. I can't even remember the words. I was going to start singing it, but I can't. Gobble, gobble one, gobble two. Gobble, yeah, it's just gobble one, gobble two, gobble three. What was the last one? I think it was just gobble four. Gobble. Yeah. I don't know. Have a great day, everyone. Yeah, bye. We want you to know, find, 
Discover, change with us. More podcast ending transmission. Now.